Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to episode two of Brahmas for the Dub, where we talk all things Brahma athletics, no matter the sport, no matter the coach, no matter the players. Brahmas by 50. I'm your host, Trey Spencer. And on today's episode, we will be hitting the hardwood and talking women's basketball. The Pierce College women's basketball team ended back in February, and it was a tough season for the Brahmas, but there was was definitely foundation set down for a rebuild and a bounce back next season. Today with me, we have the woman at the helm of the team with over 20 years of coaching under her belt from all levels of basketball. So saying that she's experienced will be an understatement. Welcome, Coach Tara Innocent. Thank you, Coach, for joining me. And thank no you for problem. accepting my invitation. No problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So first, um, before we get into this season, um, let's talk a little bit about you and your journey to Pierce and coaching. Uh, if I read correctly, you were a student here back in 05? 01. 01, okay. So yes. did you also play here or were you just? I played just, here okay. uh, for a year and then I had a passion more towards coaching. I okay. went over to Oakwood College and played there for a year or two and I actually just really gravitated towards coaching. So I came back home, I was homesick and I continued my education and I've been coaching since. I've been coaching different levels from little kids with the parks and recs and also high school with different various schools such as Hollywood High, El Camino High School. I was also at San Fernando Valley Academy and I was also the athletic director there as well. So when it comes to basketball and I've been in a lot of leagues and a lot of different organizations supporting them through coaching and also running leagues. So I'm really familiar with the world of basketball. Okay, because I was that's gonna be my next question was how did you get into coaching? Was it um did you was seemed like you always knew you wanted to go into coaching. So like where did the passion, the fire for coaching come from? Well honestly the first time I ever coached anything, um, I was at the park. I was working there at the time and one of my directors at the time told me I need you to play and at that time I never coached before. I was just an athlete at the time. Okay. So I was like, I'm not a coach, I'm an athlete. What do you mean? I had to train some kids, and those kids were hungry, and they were into it, and they were excited about playing and learning, and they messed around and did well, and we won a championship. And ever since we won that championship and we hung that banner up in the gym, I was just it's like, okay, let's go. This All is right. me. This is this is my element. Also, my dad was a coach in high, and when he was um, – when I was young, so I was around it a lot. He coached okay. different sports, but I've always been in the sport, the sports world and environment. So Okay, so... Uh, but that was my first, first right. okay, coaching. Okay, so when it comes to players, um, some have aspirations to go pro and some don't. So I was going to ask, were there aspirations of going pro before coaching, or was it always just after you had a taste of coaching, like coaching is for me, like this is... Well, where I could see myself thriving in? Well, I saw myself thriving um, when I became an athletic director. Okay. Um, because that school that I was at at the time was a small school. They didn't have a lot of sports. I was basically the PE teacher, the basketball coach, the soccer coach, okay. everybody, everything coach pretty much. Okay. Um, but I just gravitate towards it. Basketball is my passion. That's my That's what I love. But I coach other sports as well. I have experience, but I just gravitate more towards basketball because that's what I have the more passion in. And also, I just 
I enjoy watching athletes develop, get better, and execute. Absolutely. Okay, so um, when reading your bio, and you're talking about the school as you're at, the uh, school that jumped out to me was El Camino. And um, I mean, that was quite impressive. You you have a formula of winning pretty much wherever you go, but especially at El Camino, you had a 27-0 record, um, which is, I believe, still the record. I mean, that's I mean undefeated. And you also had a championship in the citywide All-Stars tournament in 2010. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to success, what is it, what do you think about you translate to your players so much where it's like you can go somewhere and build a championship team out of it well what i look for is hard workers if someone is going to put the work in not just on the floor but also in the classroom then they're going to be successful um i have a lot of even though we didn't have the best season but we have a lot of celebrations within our season um, we had two young ladies lose. One lost 60 pounds. Another person lost almost 80 pounds. And that was a big jump for them. You know, um, so a lot of times with COVID and athletes, people go through gaining weight. And a lot of times that de- puts a depression on the athlete ability. And for them to to surpass that and able to get to where they need to get to, it was just impressive. And when we're on the floor, we didn't have the best record, but you know we did win a couple of games, which was right. a great thing. And we did it with the minimum pieces that we did have. Um, the school was working on the hiring process. I got in, I got in a little late, so I didn't get enough time to really get out there and recruit the formula that I really wanted. But in my mentality of coaching, my formula for success with anything, not just coaching is hard work plus sweat equals success that was gonna be my next question because i read that in the bio and i was gonna ask you to go into like in depth of what that means um for you and for your team like what 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 brought that up like how did you create that and how do you still that into your players now well it's just a quote that um something that stuck with me uh my cousin we always we, we were on, the only two in the family that played basketball okay um and with that theory it's just a formula so if you put the work in which is the hard work and you put the sweat in the work is going to create the sweat practice going to class you know there's going to be situations there's going to be turmoils you're going to result into a successful situation if you're doing all the right things you know um a lot of times in life we have different hurdles and obstacles that we got to face and we got to jump and we got to go through but it's important that you don't just quit and give up on yourself. It's important that you push through and it's going to happen. It's going to, whatever you want, whatever your aspires are in life, aspirations, go for it. It's like, don't let anyone tell you you can't do something. Right. Okay. So, you know, you're talking about the season. The season wasn't what you wanted, but that's okay because every team has to go through growing pains. Like oh, yeah. every dynasty has to go through a period where things aren't working out. So, what do you say to your players now to keep them encouraged for next season? Like, hey, we went through this season, learn from it, and build on this going to next season. Like, what what is your encouragement strategy for them? Well, they know. At the end of the season, That's I feel like that was the most closest, the closest time of the season for us because okay. we kind of just had to just pull together because it was a small group. Okay. And I can see they were discouraged and they were kind of like concerned. I was concerned. 
Um, people drop out last minute, so it was just tough. Okay. But the encouragement for them was we did it. We got through it. Next year is going to be a better circumstance for us because we have the time to get out there and recruit and keep pushing. So we already know what work we got to do to push in. So we got to put that work in now. So when we do get our new athletes coming in, they know the, they know what our culture is for the team. So they know what they need to do. Showing up on time, doing what you're supposed to do, go to class. Student athlete is important. A lot of times athletes just want to be athletes, but they don't want to do the other part, being right. responsible. Like, if you don't go to class, I can't help you. You right. know, you can't play. It's just that simple. Unfortunately, that's how life goes. And the bigger picture is them getting transferred to a university, you know. So at the end of the day, that's the goal. They know what the goal is. They know what they want to do with their careers. They all have different career paths. And my goal is to help them get to that path. So that last season was just definitely a, a growing pain for us. But we learned a lot from it. We learn what we want to do, what we want to keep doing, and we learn what we need to stop doing because it's not working out. And we saw the consequences of that. So um, we had a lot of stuff going on, but I'm just inspired that they're still in their training. They're still in there working hard. Everyone's getting better. And next season, I'm, it's going to be a shock for a lot of different schools. And I, I love to turn around programs. It's like, it's just I'm a competitive person. So to shift the program and turn it to the positive, that's going to be nothing but be a win-win for all, for the school, for the athletes, you know, for my career. It's like it's going to be a good situation. Right. I'm excited so about you, it. So you embrace the challenge. I love it. Okay. Bring it on, you know. Right. It's good. If it's not a challenge, it's, if right. it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't make you better, you know. Right. It doesn't. Well, I'm forgetting the quote. I'm having a brain, a brain fart here, but <laughs> if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking about this team, you talk about the little victories. That's something I want to bring up because, you know, I've been a part of teams where the scoreboards don't read what you want them to read. And people start to talk. Like I was in football, only won one game in three years. So we were, instead of losing, instead of being asked, were we going to win? Is how many touchdowns are we going to lose by? So, but, you know, the teams are better than what the scoreboard reads because you have victories in practice. You have victories in the weight room. You have small individual victories. So can you speak on on what some of those victories were that people in the stands or people watching don't see? Like what's going on behind the scenes that are like, hey, we did this, we can be proud of this? Well, the unique thing about our team is everyone had a different circumstance that they were dealing with. Intense circumstances. Um, But everyone had a different struggle. Okay. So one thing that I see with the team that we did do as a group was learn how to surpass our struggles and move forward and channel our stress and our anxiety and all of our issues into basketball so that can be the release and that can be their outlet. Um, like I said, we had two girls that lost over 50 pounds each. You know, that's that's a celebration. Um, we had some athletes who never thought they would be playing basketball on a college level. And they were able to get better and actually be a good portion of the team, a good help. Um, we were able to get two of our athletes 
a scholarship. Um, that's huge, especially with our circumstances that we were under. So I was able to get the sophomore scholarships, which was the biggest thing for me was to make sure they have a successful situation. So at the end, it's how it's not how you start, it's how you finish. So we started rough. We had our growing pains, but how we finish, it's going to be a different type of interview. <laughs> <laughs> and I look forward to that. I look forward, I to, look back forward to that interview. Next year, like, hey, you guys went undefeated. Hey, you so. see what happened to LSU? Shoot, <laughs> we're next. <laughs> okay. So a specific player I want to focus on is Tahira Henry. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, look at her numbers. She was dominating this year and averaging a triple a uh, double double excuse me 16 points with 12 and a half rebounds shooting 52 percent from the field 46 percent from three and 60 percent from the free throw line including a game where she, she scored 34 points on a 17 for 20 outing against cooper mountain which is you guys' best game of you guys won 64 to 14 64 to 44 excuse me mm-hmm. so she's definitely a a bright i'm not gonna say these bright spot a bright spot on the team so what is it like knowing you have a player you can rely on, let's say in a situation where you need a run, you need a spark to get the team going, you're like, okay, get the ball into her hand, let her do her thing, and that can encourage and spark the other team to increase their play. Right. She was, Tierra's is a natural leader. Uh, in the beginning, she lost a lot of weight. She was one of those athletes. She was. She, she said enough is enough. And she decided to focus on her game. And the stats pretty much say what, what the result of it. I mean, yeah. You know, I can't really speak for it. Shooting a triple-double is like, you don't get that every day. You don't get that all the time. You know, like having in her presence, she's not a little a little athlete. She's, she has a nice present. She has a good size on her. She has a good height. Her sister is a Division One athlete. Her She has a very athletic family. So... I'm not surprised. I'm just proud of her for actually locking in and focusing and getting to what she needs to get to. And I'm proud of her. I'm proud of her so much because it's a lot behind the scenes that we deal with. And she kept her grades up, never had an issue with that. Um, She's doing what she's supposed to do. And she has a good spirit on the floor. She's been in that gym every day. She She maybe missed one or two for different reasons, but... She's very consistent, very liable. She was one of our captains. And next season, she's going to be even better than that. So I'm excited. Okay. So um, speaking about the offseason, you were talking about your players and still training. Because when it comes to sports, there is an offseason, but there really isn't an offseason. Because you're you're playing or like like you're in the weight room. You're always improving. You're practicing. So what are you looking for? for your team to improve on this offseason going into next season? Like, what are a couple of things where, like, I want to see this out of my players before we step onto the court for game one? Game one, we're definitely going to be endurance ready, and we're going to be stronger. We're going to be in that weight room. We're going to do a lot of strength and conditioning. We're going to do a lot of endurance training. We're going to develop, develop, develop. We're going to make sure that shots are solid. We're going to make sure our defense is solid, offenses. Everything has to be solid. And the only way that works is if you do that during the development of the preseason. So this season I actually have time to develop and do the preseason work versus 
having to scramble around campus trying to get some girls in there, making sure we got a team. You know what I mean? I have time to actually focus on the athletes at hand. So I'm just ready for game one. It's going to be a different situation. And those girls are ready for game one. The good thing with our team is when we did put the schedule together, I just kind of wanted to get their input on certain games and certain teams. And they were hyped up. They are like, oh, yeah, we need to play them again. Oh, we need to play this team again. Like, not one team were they nervous to play again. So that's motivating. So we're ready. We're going to be ready. We're already working. So we're getting our – we're just working and developing and getting ready for next season. Okay, so speaking of teams, a quick question that popped into my head because looking at your guys' schedule, one team that you guys – you look like had the number was Oxnard because it looked like you played them – Twice. Twice, and you beat them twice. Twice. So it's like, is that a team where you felt like – is that a team where you guys feel extra confident? Because, like, we have the formula to beat them. We know what we have to do to beat them. So is that a team where it's like – I don't want to say overconfident, but as a team, is that a team like we should beat them if we play them again? Well, I have a special situation with Oxnard. I used to work at Oxnard okay. as a coach. So okay. when I transferred there to come here as a head coach, it was just kind of fun playing against – my old head coach, and okay. now I'm a head coach, so we're right. playing against each other. So I'm just like, whatever you do, you can't lose this game. Right, so like extra but motivation. <laughs> it, was, it made them fired up, you know. So okay. I said, look, guys, we can't lose this one. I used to work <laughs> here. Come on, you know. And everybody got into it. They knew it was an important game for us. And they won. it wasn't an easy one. It was a tough battle, but we got through it. I mean, the second game, May hit lose. She hit a layup and the whole gym was going crazy. Even a camera guy went crazy and it's like, oh no. <laughs> but it was a good situation because we just we came in there with the energy that we needed to do what we needed to do. But the Oxnard Condors was coming with that energy too, but it was a battle and I was like, look, we're going to beat them. We got to work. And they put the work in and they did it. Okay. So now what is one team that you guys lost to but really look forward to playing next year like a game it was close or a game that wasn't close but like we want that, that's again a circle on the calendar like we want to play them like game one if there is one i know because i just there's a lot of them they're not just okay <laughs> okay so maybe like a top three top five list it's like teams are like we need to be really prepared for them because we cannot lose to them again well the biggest competition I think we're going to have in conference is Moore Park and Ventura. Okay. They just had a reputation for a long time. They run a great sports program. Both coaches are really good coaches. Um, but this season coming up, I feel like we're going to be a lot more competitive, even more competitive than we were before. We were competitive last season, which was impressive. But coming up, I just feel we're going to give them a good game. We're going to give them a really good game. I'm not going to jinx anything, but we're going to give them a good game. Yeah, It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be aggressive, but it's going to be a good game. Like I'm looking forward to see our progress and our work, but our preseason is very intense. That's going to prepare us for our conference season. So when conference hits, our first game in is Moore Park. So we didn't pick that game. They gave it to us. I was like, all right, this is a sign. We got to put the work in. So let's see what happens. It'll be a beautiful thing if we gave them an upset, you know. We're going to really make the paper then. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, those are the top two. I would say 
Moore Park, Ventura, Hancock. Those are the top three in our conference that we're going to really battle to uh, make sure we get that W. It's going to be a hard one, but we're going to work hard to get it. Okay, so a last topic I want to bring up mm -hmm. is recruiting. Um, you're talking about developing and then getting new players in. So what now that you will get a full year of of a recruiting season, what does a typical one look like for you? Like, what are you look What are you looking for in player skill wise and like personality wise? Like, who do you want on your team? That's like they can they can bring us to where we want to be this season. I'm looking for athletes, straight up athletes. Okay. Not people that like basketball. I'm looking okay. for athletes that will show up on time, practice hard. Every practice, we should be working like crazy. And when we walk out the gym, we should feel like, ooh, that was a good practice, you know? Um, so I'm looking for athletes that are going to put the work in. It's not going to have a lot of excuses. It's going to get it done. And I'm also looking for athletes that are doing what they're supposed to do academically to make sure they get their academics in point because we can have the best team, but if we don't got the academics, then we can't play yeah, with them. I mean, it's just like a wash. student athlete. Exactly. You need to be a student first and then an athlete. I'm so. not about wasting any time this season. Exactly. There's no time to waste. We have no, we're going to be, I mean, we'll give people opportunities to grow, but if it's not working out, it's not going to work out. Right. So everyone right now that that wants to play, that's going to come and be competitive and work hard and try to get these wins and join the force, you know, they're, they're more than welcome to. But if they're not serious and they're not committed, then it's not the right program for you. Okay. It's, so, it's going to be a winning program, so we got to switch it around. Okay, so let's say there's a player that you want to go after, a player you want on your team, but they might be hesitant about, the record of, of this season of last season what how would you i want to use the word convince but how would you say hey this this is where you want to be this is where you need to be this is if you want to transfer and develop this is where you need to be how would you do that well that's the story of my recruiting every person i talk to is okay. they the first thing an athlete does when you're recruiting is look at the school on the website and if I'm an athlete, the first thing I'm going to do is click on the basketball team that I'm the team that I'm interested in. Right. And I'm going to look at the record. Right. And I'm going to be like, what's going on? But actually, the, the interesting part of it is I had a lot of athletes reach out to me because of our record. And they said, okay. hey, we want to come to Pierce because we can help you all. We can okay. win. We're going to help you win. Okay. So I was like... That's what I'm talking about, you know? But those are the players you want. Those are the ones I want, the hunger, the hungry ones, the ones that are ready to eat, you know? Right. Like, let's go eat, guys. But um, so I, it's, it's anytime I talk to a player about last year's record, I let them know it was a transformation year. We started late. We were able to get it done. We got through it. We got some wins in the process. But next year is going to be an issue for some teams. So if you want to be part of a winning program next year, then come on in. We're more than welcome to have you because it's going to be a shock. It's going to be a shock. And I put and I work hard. My staff works hard to make sure the athletes get to the level they need to be at and get them to the next round. Okay, so very quickly, I know we're running on time. You no brought problem. up something that you, you brought up the word coaching staff. That's something I wanted to bring up. Like what does your coaching staff do for you and your team that like helps them develop players even more like how do they help you out I feel like each coach has a different specialty um everyone has it's like a it's like a soup 
you got to put all the ingredients to make one put it all in the pot okay. you know um i'm strong with the recruiting so i'm pretty good with that i'm training my coaches so they can be just as strong or better um i want to surround myself with equal or better okay as far as training wise one of my male coaches he is putting in the work he has a good reputation of in the valley when he was playing he was a star athlete so he knows the work that it takes and he still plays so he knows the work it takes to develop and i trust him with his development skills i've been watching him observing he's doing good and also my other coach she's just very active she is i can't even describe it she's you would forget how old she is sometimes. She's out running some of the players at times, you know? It's like, that's what I need. I'm like, you're a better runner than me, so I need you here, you know? Um, but I do have one opening, so I am looking for that right coach that will fit our program because there's a lot of great coaches in the world, but you got to find that right individual that's good for what we're trying to do. Right, you have to, you have to fit the team, so... That's the hardest part is getting right. the right chess right, pieces it's chemistry because chemistry i think um trumps talent sometimes always because you can have the most talented team but if you guys can't play together it's not it's gonna work it's a wash okay, chemistry so, is golden absolutely so that was my last question for you coach okay um thank you for coming on thank you right. for accepting the invitation and talking about your team this year and going to next year i really anytime, appreciate it anytime of course good luck next season yes yes we're looking for you no know, in a huge improvement it's, it's gonna, gonna happen it's gonna be okay so if you know you never know who's, who's listening you're talking about players that want to reach out to you so quickly you know with, with your phone number your email address so you know someone's listening hey i want to help rebuild this team where can they reach you you can reach me at 818 802-2001. That is a 24-hour line. Okay, so, so if you want to be part of a rebuilding program, text or call that number. You get hooked up. Exactly. Come and come on. If you're a baller, come and holla, holla. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's going to do it. I want to thank everyone, everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. But this is only part one of a doubleheader today. I have another guest coming on in a few minutes, so don't go too far. We'll get started on part two of that later on um i'm trey spencer i hope you enjoyed this episode of brahmas for the dove and i'll catch you next time go brahmas go brahmas